Hello, everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Jed May, joined by the skin of our teeth here with Trent Smallwood coming in. Hey, man, if you if you can't be on here on here on time, just get here when you can. Okay, we appreciate it. I'm just glad to be here. You know, just glad to be here. When you got when you got as many kids as you and I do, Trent, we're lucky to be on any night that we are. So uh, <laughs> it's all good, guys. How's how's this week going? The start of start of this week for you fellas. Going good. Uh, you know, happy Father's Day to you two uh, fathers on the staff. Spent time with my dad yesterday, and um, you know, we're back into full swing recruiting mode today with with some big news that we're about to talk about here in a minute. Absolutely, Trent. How's it going, man? How was Father's Day? It was good. You know, just normal life with uh, you know three crazies. Went and spent some time with my dad yesterday. So, um, good weekend, uh, good time, and uh, good time for the dogs as well. Absolutely. So. Uh, I'm tweeting something out right here that is about our guest that we're going to have, and it is none other than the newest Georgia Bulldog commit. And when I say newest, I mean as of a couple hours ago, uh, this young man in the class of 2025, we are joined by none other than Tay Harris. Tay from Cedartown, how are you doing, sir? And congratulations on the commitment. I'm doing good. appreciate y'all, man, for having me. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Tay, we've been – been talking about this for a little while knew knew it was coming here you, you were kind of feeling georgia after working out for him and then a return visit after that so just kind of talk to me about the process that that led up to the decision and then also man what's it been like these last few hours i've been seeing on social media people congratulate you reaching out so just talk to us about what this last couple of weeks and then these last couple of hours have been like um it's really been great i mean at UGA, I mean, it's really a vibe, as people my age would say. Um, and going to UGA, I mean, they show a lot of love to you. Like, it's a it's a great community up there. I mean, I wouldn't say community, but I mean, they got a lot of good people, great people there. And the coaching staff is great. I mean, they all call you by first name, last name, yes sir, no sir, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's a great community. I mean, it's just UGA. So, UGA being UGA. No doubt. Jed, what you got here? Yeah, Tay, I mean, the first thing I think all three of us – Notice when we watched your film is you're a guy who's going to crush people out there. Even being a defensive back, you're going to you're going to lay the wood on guys. What's what's your favorite hit that you've had so far in your college or your high school career playing for Cedartown? Um, I say I, I got a lot of great ones out there. I mean, but I say first round of playoffs, uh, second half, uh, first play, um, uh, Cedartown versus Cedar Shoals. Um, it was a bubble screen, and I mean, I just read and reacted, and I just came up and laid the wood. I mean, so, I mean, he's a pretty good guy, too, Devin Hester Jr., so he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, pretty pretty good guy, for sure. Uh, so, was that, the, was that the one where the dude's helmet went flying off? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Hey, anytime anytime you can knock some equipment loose, you're probably doing uh, doing your job as a DB over there. Uh, yes, Trent, uh, got something in the private chat, man, but what, Trent, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you got for Tay here? Uh, I mean, first of all, I want to ask you, you know, coming from Cedartown, uh, you know, the last the last Bulldog you know, coming from Cedartown might be the best running back in the NFL. So, uh, um, I mean, what's it like, you know, coming coming from the same school that, that Nick Chubb came from and, um, and you know, representing the Bulldogs? Um, it means a lot to me. I mean, we both love Cedartown with all our heart. I mean, I talked to him before I committed, and I was like, you think it's the right move? He was like, yeah, I think it's the right move. Like, you know, of course I think it's the right move. Like, so, I mean, he gave me a little bit of advice of what should I do and what should I not do and stuff like that. So, I mean, and then I talked to him after 
he was the first guy to congratulate me and stuff like that. So he's been on the lookout and he endorsed me to coach smart. So I mean, that really that really put me ahead of a lot of guys. So I appreciate him for that. I think that that's probably a pretty good guy to have uh, have vouch for you for you know a guy who you know in any year could end up. Be, now listen, Jed is a big Browns fan. Okay, so he's he's all on the Chubb train as well over here, today. So, uh, but any any guy like that that can endorse you to Coach Mart, you know that's that's got to help your case tremendously. But you helped your case a lot, Tay. You went on a workout down there and laid down a four three forty time. Uh, obviously, you're physical. Um, what did Georgia communicate to you when they offered you and, and said, "Hey, here's why we want you to be a Georgia Bulldog." Um. They told me they like my film and they said they like how I get after it. and they 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 preach a lot of guys to a lot of DBs like with the smallest kids on the field like we need to be more physical and stuff like that. He said I definitely helped them out in a few years by being physical. They like the way I they like the way I work. I mean, they said I get after it and stuff like that and they like the speed from me so I can recover a lot of ground. So they said that's pretty good and they said we got to have you. So I was like, yes, sir. Absolutely, Jed. Yeah, I mean, Tay, what is the um, you know? Everyone, Blaine mentioned it earlier before we got on there. The hit from Javon Bullard. He's another guy who who likes to he likes to be physical in the secondary. How do you compare yourself to Javon Bullard? And when, and when you hear guys like us compare you to Javon, kind of what goes through your mind when when you when you hear yourself compared to a guy like that? Um, I mean, we got a lot of comparisons. I mean, as like a football aspect. I mean, I watched him practice. I was in the meetings. I mean, he's a great leader, and I would call myself a leader on my team. So I mean, he calls people up, not call them out. And stuff like that. I mean, he's a great leader. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say our game, yeah, kind of, yeah, you can see the resemblance a little bit. Absolutely. Trent? Yeah, it's, you know, moving forward, you know, there's been kind of class leaders, I would say, you know, uh, from a recruiting standpoint. And you being from the state of Georgia um, and, and a well known area, who, who are you going to try to recruit uh, with you to come with you in the class of 2025 or maybe even uh, beyond that? Um, anybody who want to come be a dog, who all in with the dogs, really, I mean, no specific names right now. I mean, who want to come play with the dogs, who want to be a national champion? What What is it like, Tay, especially as a defensive back? And I got a kind of two-parter here. We had somebody in the YouTube comments here ask, you know, corner safety, uh, whether it's star, whatever. I mean, I know you've played a lot of corner out wide, but the physicality would kind of think maybe that, that you could you could move inside, play a little bit of some of that as well. Has there been any talk about that? That'll be the first question that I got to follow up. Yes, sir. They told me um they were they projected me as a safety because of my size, a lot bigger than a corner. So they said I could definitely help them out in the secondary with the the, the safety part. Uh, Malachi starts, you know, he probably go to the draft in the next two years. So they said they got to replace some guys like him. So and Javon Bullard, he going for the Thorpe this year. So. No doubt. What is your what is your size? What did you weigh in and uh, you know height and weight recently at Georgia? Uh, six foot and one hundred and eighty three pounds. So there you go, there you go. And then I guess the other question I was going to ask you in terms of playing defensive back at Georgia is a unique thing because you're going to have the opportunity to be coached by two guys in Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp that actually played at the University of Georgia in that secondary as well. How much does that mean to you and how much do you think they'll be able to you know help you by relating to you and being able to push you in your development because of that i mean that's i mean it means a lot i mean coach when i got on the campus they was like oh you must be a really good player and i was like i was like how do you know that and it was like coach must is hard to impress 
I was like, okay, so that's pretty good. And then he was like, talks highly of you because he recruited another safety from my school, but he didn't. He didn't go to Georgia. He was coaching much down at South Carolina then, but he said he's recruited a lot of safeties, and it's hard to impress him. And I did very good. And I was like, appreciate that, son. So he definitely could, could help me out in my game at Georgia. So absolutely, Jed Trent. You got anything else for Tay here before we cut him loose? Yeah, I mean, did you grow up? Uh, I mean, someone that says in the YouTube comments too. Did you grow up a, a Georgia fan? Obviously, you would have watched uh, Nick Nick Chubb go through. There. Did you grow up a big Georgia fan in Cedartown? Did you, you know, is there anybody else to cheer for? What was that like? Um, it was um pretty good. I mean, it's just been straight Georgia my whole life, really. I mean, I was the loudest kid in the crowd when I was in the elementary school room for Nick, so it's always been straight Georgia. So, okay, kind of feeding off Jed's question. Um, I know you've only been committed a short period of time, I mean, a couple hours, but what was the response? I know Cedartown can be a big dog fan. What was the response from your family? What was the response from the uh, the, the people around you? Um, they told me, it was like, go dogs. I mean, they've always wanted me to go. I mean, a lot of people that have followed me from you know, my whole football career, a lot of people that watch me in recreation and stuff like that, they've always wanted me to be a dog. So, I mean, I got a lot of go dogs and, Keep staying hungry. My strength and conditioning coach told me to stay hungry. Stuff like that. I'm definitely going to stay hungry. I guess the last thing I wanted to ask you, Tay, before we let you go is it wasn't just Coach Smart and Coach Muschamp involved here. Del McGee actually, you know, has a lot of uh, ties uh, in the state of Georgia, but he obviously with Nick Chubb, him having been involved there, he was involved in this recruitment. Just talk about the, the role that Coach McGee had in recruiting you to Georgia as well. Oh, man, Coach McGee um, came to my practice. I mean, he told me he liked me. He was recruiting me. He was like, do I think, you think I can get to 200 pounds for my senior year and stuff like that? I mean, he played a huge role. I mean, he came and watched me practice, uh, invited me to camp. I mean, so he's really stayed in contact with me. Coach McGee showed a lot of love. So, I mean, that's what I was really looking for in UGA. So, and I knew he would, so. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, Trent, Jed, you got, got anything else before we let, let Tay go here? Um, I guess just last one. I mean, we asked you about Javon Bullard, but is there anybody in the NFL or in college that you really try to, to compare yourself to, model your game after, or anything like that? Um, A lot of people, if you know me, I mean, they know I love Keith Ringo. So I try to, as a size standpoint, I try to play like him and stuff like that. He's a great cover and stuff like that. He got great speed, great track background. So. Guys, if you want to follow Tay and keep up with him, not only throughout, remember he's twenty twenty five now, so you still got you still got a while to to get going. So he's got to finish out at Cedartown in the in his junior and senior year upcoming here. But if you want to follow along, you can follow at Tay Harris twenty seven on Twitter. Where in that Nick Chubb number uh, that he did over there? I you know, hey, is that is that more? Privilege or pressure? How do you view that? Where in the where in the two seven with as good as Chubb has been? Um, I mean, when I was a freshman going into my sophomore year, I didn't think that I'd be in this position right now. So it's definitely I came with a lot of pressure because, like you guys, you know, y'all always bring up the Nick Chubb. So I mean, I try to maintain. I'm just gonna try to show out. You know, I can't underperform stuff like that. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Big day for you and your family. Congratulations on everything. And uh, we hope to have you back here on the show sometime down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you all for having me. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tay. That was Tay Harris, the newest Georgia Bulldog commit. Uh, 
in the 2025 class, guys, uh, what do you what do you think after seeing that interview with Tay? And Tay, we, you're good, man. Uh, we got we got the rest of the show here, but I appreciate you coming on, brother. Um, so Tay Harris commits to Georgia. Trent, having watched his film, uh, and you know, obviously we us three were talking about this commitment coming for a few days here, and I think all of us had the same reaction. This guy's film is incredible. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, w- you, you brought him up the other day. And I looked up, you know, I kind of pulled up his rival's profile, and you see not ranked and, and stuff, and I'm like, well, uh, well, we'll see. Let's pull up his film, and then pull up his film, and he's just a straight dog. He's all over that. He's all over the film. So he's you, you can see the athleticism. You can see the speed. Um, you can see why Georgia would like to have him as a safety um, because uh, his ability to get downhill, uh, he's a physical tackler. Um, he, I mean, he just fits that mold of uh, a Kirby Smart DB um, at Georgia. And that did. He's serious, like Nick Chubb, man. That that reminded me of uh, that reminded me of interviewing Nick when yeah, you're just super serious. And, and Trent, you asked him, "Who do you want to recruit?" Said, "Whoever wants to come play." For the dogs, I mean, Trent, you covered Nick in his recruitment. I, I would imagine he was probably kind of the same back then. And it was <clears throat> it was just really interesting. And it's crazy. Three weeks ago, none of us knew who Tay Harris was. I mean, this question in here, why hadn't Jed ranked him yet? The young man didn't have a rival's profile when Georgia offered him. I made his rival's profile after after Georgia offered him so I could put it in the story I wrote. So um, it's just it's – a, it's another great evaluation. I mean – Georgia about usually it doesn't go from camp to offer to commitment in three weeks or so, but, but Georgia does a great job of getting these kids on campus, evaluating them in person and sending offers out, letting it go from there. And, and that's a young man who, you know, he, he grew up wanting to play for Georgia and he, you know, that first interview I had with him, I said, you know, what's next in your recruitment or something. And he said, I want to play in college football, hopefully for Georgia. And, you know, three weeks later, he, he's made it a reality. So, a very a good looking prospect for Georgia to add in that 25 class. It's already, you know, starting to build a little bit, especially on the defensive side of the ball with, you know, Justice Terry and uh, Jake Perlotti as well. Yeah. You can see uh, behind me over here on this side, 2024 commits on this side, 2025 commits scrolling through here and you'll see six now in that 2025 slide there. He is the sixth commitment, the number one ranked class in 25. Georgia also has the number one ranked class in 24. So he adds to what Georgia has going on the recruiting trail. And, guys, I just think it speaks volumes. You talk about the the evaluation, but it also speaks volumes having alumni like Nick Chubb who recommend guys to these these coaches and say, hey, you need to take a look at this, this young fellow I've been working out with and stuff like that. Uh, so Tay Harris gets endorsed by one of the greatest Georgia Bulldogs ever. And, you know, a few weeks later, he is a Georgia Bulldog commit himself and you know we're, we're looking forward to covering not only uh his his recruitment how it finishes out here uh as he goes because listen there's a long way uh to signing day in 2025 but we look forward to following the rest of his high school career as well because this young man lays the wood i mean he comes downhill and hits people that makes total sense they want to move him to safety because he reminds me a lot of the first time i watched uh, javon bullard's highlights at baldwin high school they were playing teams that ran the triple option and stuff like that and this young man was running downhill making tackles for losses from 10 yards deep at the safety position uh trent so i knew he was a heat-seeking missile 
and the same type of play uh, style from from Tay Harris here. So you know Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart are going to love that aspect of his game. Yeah, you mentioned Javon Billard. Board. I, I mean, I remember watching Richard LeCount, uh, the way he shot upfield, and not necessarily the speed, but just his uh, ability to to get upfield and make tackles, make big hits. And uh, that's who it kind of reminded me from, come from, uh, you know, the safety position. But, yeah, I mean, definitely a good get. It's another uh, in-state guy. Um, he, he just kind of blew, blew up. I mean, he hadn't really blown up yet. I think I got a feeling he's going to blow up after his commitment to Georgia. But, um, like he said, he's he's – wanted to be a dog and now that he is committed to georgia i don't see uh, any wavering in that i'm not even sure he would even uh, announce offers that came his way at this point tay harris wants to be a dog and also there are some dogs out there that want to help you and that would be julie book julie's bookkeeping julie the bookkeeper uh sponsor here of uga sports rumors versus facts listen did you know guys that you know, a lot of people waste their time and effort trying to figure out bookkeeping when it is not what they are paid to do because you have a lot on your plate as a small business owner, even personally, but especially small businesses, you can save $7,000 a year or increase your profitability by $7,000 a year by outsourcing your bookkeeping. That is what Julie the Bookkeeper is paid to do. And like I said, Jed, this is a this is a Georgia family. They're big-time Georgia fans and, you know, they, they want to be able to help other Georgia fans like ones watching our show, Jed. Yeah, and, it, you know, it saves you all money. It helps. It, it frees up some time, right? It's You get bogged down a lot with this bookkeeping kind of stuff. So, you know, talk to the guys over at Julie's Bookkeeping. It's Julie juliethebookkeeper.com. They're Georgia fans. They want to help out other Georgia fans, save you all some money and save you all some time too. If you want a 30-minute meeting, free consultation with Julie, then you need to go to godogs.juliethebookkeeper. That's J-U-L-I-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-E-R.com. You can see that link in our description uh, in this video. We appreciate all of you guys tuning in, and we would appreciate you giving a look to Julie, the bookkeeper, Com. You can go to godogs.jewthebookkeeper.com to get a 30-minute free consultation and check them out for all your bookkeeping needs. All right, guys, so it has been four official visit weekends have come and gone now, one in May, three in June. Trent, there's one more big one coming up. Georgia sits at 19 commitments, number one class in the class of 2024, as we mentioned earlier. Just give through these four – official visit weekend, your broad overview and observations of the month of the end of the month of May and the month of June so far for Georgia. I would say a lot of changes uh, to the target board. You've seen, you've seen guys that, that have gone from uh, Georgia being highly in the mix to uh, not even, you know, in the mix and, 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 or committing elsewhere. So I think you've seen a lot of changes uh, from a, um, target board uh, each position board standpoint uh georgia's had some um big commits they they've landed i think i think georgia was at 12 maybe when we started at this beginning of official visit i think they've had six or seven since then so they've had uh six or seven commits and i would say there's probably two or three uh, more on the way at the minimum so uh it, it's been it's been big i think georgia's uh, done well i think the one position they've had a couple misses at wide receiver maybe um but 
overall, I think Georgia has uh, done a great job. And I think you'll see, um, even moving forward, I think the commitments um, coming forward, you, you'll see a big um, – it, it, those weekends just real uh, – that. Ed, what, what is your opinion so far uh, to kind of piggyback off of what Trent was saying there? Yeah, like Trent said, it's it's been a month of, you know, the, the board keeps changing. I mean, you look at inside linebacker where guys like Chris Cole and, um, you know, Justin Williams are really shot up. Joseph Jonah Ajanye has has shot up the board. Georgia looks like the favorite there all of a sudden. And um, and then receiver, you know, that the never-ending drama that is uh, Georgia trying to land a five-star receiver is, you know, there was Jeremiah Smith. That seems to have cooled off. Cam Coleman is is still kind of out there. Mike Matthews is still kind of out there, but um, you know, it's it's still things are still kind of out there with that. So um, things are still evolving. I think when you were looking at positions left, there's offensive line. There's a lot of work to be done. Defensive line, you know, from the interior out, have, there's work to be done. And then finishing out this inside linebacker class, um, that's really the bulk of it left. You know, it's probably going to be one more receiver. Maybe one more running back, maybe. And this is obviously, of course, you know, uh, excluding any potential decommitments or whatever. But I think those are the three areas we're really looking at where the most of the work is going to be done over the next, I guess, five, six months before signing day right now. Now going more focused here, that was more broad overview. Trent, from this weekend, Maybe what are some of your biggest takeaways other than, of course, uh, uh, Makai Borio choosing Florida over Georgia uh, that, that Georgia kind of came on late for, tried to get in there. But what are some of your takeaways from specifically this weekend of official visitors that just passed? Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, the Borio, I think that was – it came out of – you know, the, the entrance came out of left field. Uh, you know, it, it all of a sudden uh, – heated up and then you know florida's kind of been there the whole time georgia obviously didn't make a big enough impact over the official visit and uh florida might be telling a few other things i think uh it'll be interesting to see what's going on with like uh, maury jefferson and zion reagan's um you, you know looking at that wide receiver position um i also think you know we talked about chris jones but I, i'm looking at jonathan daniels as a guy that potentially could hit it on the offensive line you know we've, we've mentioned a lot of names with uh ethan calloway's and uh um, all this guy, but you know, he, he, he's a guy that, you know, I had in my original class prediction, I removed him and, you know, he, he, he's back in the mix in that office line room. So, um, you know, those are just some, a couple of observations, but like Jess said, I'm really looking at that linebacker wide receiver and offense line, um, uh, you know, moving forward. Jed, anything in particular stand out? I know you talked to a couple guys this weekend. Yes. Yeah, spoke with, uh, Chris Cole actually today and, it's just the same – it's the same thing all over, no matter what position it is. He said he and Glenn Schumann spent about an hour going over a, a slideshow presentation of all the guys uh, that Glenn Schumann has developed and sent to the NFL. And it was funny, I kind of had the visual of, like, Nicobe Dean highlights, you know, Monty Rice highlights, and then Chris Cole's face just pops up at the end and says, you could be next. I mean, that's pretty much um, what, what, the, what, the, uh, what the pitch is. So um, that was Georgia's main pitch for Chris Cole – um, you know, you look at a guy like uh, Amari Jefferson, I spoke to as well. He mentioned Georgia's development and the, the you know, the, the, the narrative on the board is, hey, Georgia's only had one 1,000-yard receiver ever. It's, it's in the YouTube comments over here. Um, 
And Amari Jefferson, you know, it's it's Alabama and Tennessee are the other two. And I asked him, how does Georgia's offense compare? And he said, one, Brian McClendon has coached some elite guys. He mentioned that that Georgia envisions using him as like a Debo Samuel type, who Brian McClendon coached South Carolina. And two, he said Georgia's pro-style offense is makes it easier to project to the NFL. So he's kind of over, quote-unquote, the, the negative recruiting. So it's Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee there. Um and yeah, you know, Blaine, you said, you know, Georgia had a good weekend with Aiden Breland uh, from Modern Day, another that that three tech kind of group. Um, you spoke with LJ McCray, who um, is, is kind of moving up the board at that five tech edge outside linebacker position. Yep. So um, this was a good weekend. I mean, Makai Boyro is, is uh, I mean, it, it is a miss because obviously Georgia worked to get him on campus. They, you know, I spoke to him last night. And he was saying, you know, Georgia pitch development and Georgia's had success with big guys and, and all this kind of stuff. But but Trent, like you mentioned on the board today, Florida's been there longer in his recruitment and treated him like a serious priority longer. And that ended up winning out. So Georgia will, will continue to search for that zero tech there. But overall, um, a successful weekend uh, for the most part. Now we look ahead to the uh, to the last one in June coming up this weekend. Yeah, I think uh, another name, Anair Daniels, six foot eight, three hundred and seventy pounds is what he measured at at Georgia this past weekend. I think Georgia's heavily involved there. Really, kind of a, a, a spoke to him. Georgia and Texas are really kind of just separating themselves in the fact that they're both going to be part of the SEC, and that he feels like that's maybe where the better competition is. Listen, Florida State, you know, he did take an official visit there, and Rutgers in his backyard. He's from New Jersey, so. Uh, Fran Brown with that connection there, but I think that's a big human being. Kirby Smart said he wanted to fill out with big, you know what, human beings to to go out uh, to go out to finish the rest of the class, and he would certainly qualify as one of those. A- has athleticism as well. Was able to get out in space. You see on his highlights and blocking uh, in in space on the screen game stuff like that. So definitely think that's a that's a name to look at there. Uh, and you mentioned. Uh, Aiden Breland, this is a guy that I, I'd been talking to sources before the visit. They felt like there was a lot of momentum there. I had spoken to Aiden a couple times uh, dating back to his other visits to Georgia, and he's always had Georgia very high up there. I think was very impressed by what he saw this weekend and some of the guys they had there. LJ McCray, I was talking to him, and he talked about how – unbelievable it was to be sitting there talking to uh, Trayvon Walker, the number <laughs> number one pick, and what that experience was like. So uh, I'll have an interview, full interview out uh, from LJ McCray over there tomorrow morning on UGA Sports. So make sure you are logged in to UGA Sports, that you're a member, all that good stuff. And if you are, you get to submit questions, which we're going to answer here in just a second remember guys you see on the screen juliebookkeeper.com julie book julie's bookkeeping so check them out um but first i wanted to address a couple of things that that have kind of gone on uh, around that weren't necessarily this weekend one is uh, marco is easily okay he put out a top three today uh alabama Tennessee, Oklahoma, I think. I think that caught a lot of people by surprise because there was a lot of, just a couple of weeks ago, a lot of Marcus Easley, uh, Georgia smoke, and, and we ourselves with our, our sources heard a lot about Marcus Easley uh, to Georgia type, type stuff going on. So I think that was an interesting dynamic 
uh, Trent, but I think also too, uh, even with a commitment, you know, a few weeks away, I, I, I don't necessarily think you can take all of these posts at face values for some, at some times. No. And, and you know, there's been a lot of um, kids in the past that have done things and it, not saying this is the case, but uh, you know, Georgia set in a, a very good spot for him, you know, as of, you know, a week ago and, uh, he's only taken one official visit since then. And I think, um, you know, if, even if that is top three, I, I think Georgia uh, will have something to say about it before this uh, this whole thing's all said and done. So I, I would not uh, go out there and mark uh, easily off my list. Uh, you know, I still had him in the uh, class prediction. Uh, and, you know, right now I'm going to keep him there until I hear anything uh, further. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't in the top three. To, Georgia wasn't in the top three today, but we'll see what happens over the next two weeks. No doubt. All right, uh, Jed, let's go ahead and get to our first question here from Big Fatty 94. Yeah, in all your time covering recruiting, who has been the most holy oh, – no, I won't say that one. Uh, holy <laughs> blank, uh, they flipped, flipped to blank out of the blue recruit, and also how many more commits before kickoff this year? Jed, I think your yours and mine would probably be the same uh, in, in not a flip, but more of um, – just the Justice Haynes from last year, everybody believed he was going to go to Georgia. I mean, everybody. I don't even think – I think Nick Saban was surprised. Uh, in fact, Justice said that in interviews afterwards. He said Saban and the running back coach at Alabama were like, really? Like, you're, you're coming here? So, that that's kind of one uh, – Trent, you've been, been around a little bit longer than us in the recruiting game. What What's one that, you know, surprised you? Holy – Travis Hunter flipped from Florida State to Jackson State. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's crazy <laughs> as well. Like, I, I think everybody thought a flip could come from Florida State. That wasn't far-fetched, but uh, my goodness. Like, um, I, was, I, was at, I was with him several times before he announced. I mean, even at Buford um, on the sidelines, uh, even after he, you know, had a leg injury and he was walking with a boot and he was talking on national TV and – it, Jackson State was never mentioned, so that they, they definitely um, that was definitely something they kept you know kept silent for a, a while until until actually National Signing Day. So that was that was one that was very surprising. Yeah, I mean uh, that I think that obviously that was one that the whole country was captivated by when it happened, and now he's followed uh, you know Prime out there to Colorado. So we'll see we'll see how that how that kind of works out for uh for travis hunter in that situation over there hold on let me copy and paste one more trying to get these in here all right we got the next one here from a uh, jewel dog jed yeah are the dylan riola to buford rumors still in development and when should we expect an announcement yeah i mean definitely there's there's smoke about that uh i personally don't think that you know we we never like to ruin a kid's moment on anything, whether it's any kind of any kind of movement. We we even try to be real selective in any kind of predictions or anything we do like that. So uh, I do know that there is something to to that in terms of it's been had has been looked into whether it actually happens or not. I guess time will tell. Trent, uh, you're very plugged in around the around the state of Georgia. What's uh, what's your thoughts on if that were to happen on the on the high school? Um, and in the GHSA, what do you think the impact that would be? Maybe ripple effects across the state, country type deal. 
Yeah, you know, talking about it, you know, there's rumors that they're still in development. I mean, I, w- I would say that you know that that's still in development, but I think a lot a lot goes into that. I mean, this family it's a family moving across the country, and this is one uh, you know you've heard of in the past where these you're moving them and they got a mailbox and all this stuff and and, and district and but this is Buford is very strict when it comes to uh, following the rules of GHSA um, as far as. Buford living in Buford city limits, you got to be there. Um, so I know they had two basketball players last year that were, um, were ineligible by the school. and They didn't even get the GHSA because they didn't live in Buford city. So they're very strict on, uh, you know, them living. So it, it's a big move. It's a family move. And I think, um, if, a lot it, if it were, were to happen, yeah. yeah, if it were to happen, but that, you know, you know, rumors are going to be there, but I, I still think, like you said, there is something to it, but it's a, it's a big move and uh and it's gonna take it's gonna take some time even if it does happen yeah and also too the the thing about it is if if it were to happen if the rowels were to do something just know enough about that family they would want to do it the right way it wouldn't be a situation like you've seen uh you know last year with with valdosta and all that kind of stuff that happened i think they would want to really uh do stuff do stuff the right way so as not to um you know cause any harm with anybody in their family or also to the, the, the team that he would end up going to uh, as well. So I think there, there's a lot to stuff. So we'll just have to keep monitoring that. Um, but I will that, say the fact that he's going to Georgia next year, I think helps the case with GHSA because you're just moving the family closer to your future home. Um, so I think that, that helps the whole aspect because, you know, the quarterback at Valdosta who ended up at wherever he ended up um, is a Grayson. Uh, but yeah, uh, he wasn't even going in the state of Georgia. There was, you know, just moving in for the year. So it, there's a lot that goes into it, but you know, it, that only helps this case that he's going to the university of Georgia next year. Yeah. And let's say that that does that, that were to happen. I don't see how a lot of people in the comments saying Georgia, Buford, all this bad stuff, things like that. But, you know, as it stands right now, Georgia's got a, a, a Buford commit and Jaden Perlotti, uh, you know, if Raola did go there, they would have Raola, KJ Bolden. Uh, from everything that we're hearing, Georgia sits very well uh, in, a, in a great position in, in that recruitment, even after a Ohio State visit and one coming up to Alabama. So, did I mean that that could, you know, a couple couple key things right there that could all of a sudden maybe flip the script a little bit on the the Buford to Georgia troubles there. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's not going to hurt. And listen, there's there's obviously, you know, there's there's younger guys in that pipeline as well that Dylan could get to know and obviously maintain relationships with. So they just uh, offered Jordan Allen, Allen. There's uh, Williams, the corner, uh, Bryce Perry, right? Twenty twenty six defensive end. There's a lot of guys there. Justin Baker. Um, yeah, there's a there's a obviously to no one's surprise. There's a lot of talent at Buford, so um, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, the the question about an announcement. I mean, you would. I mean, common sense would tell you it. it if it's happening, it would have to be soon because the season. And who knows if there would be an announcement? He could just show up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there's, like you said, there's a lot of, or like you said, Trent. There's a lot that goes into it. A lot of moving parts. Um. But but to make a long story short, there are or there is smoke, I guess. But we're we're kind of in uh, we're kind of in wait and see mode too. Absolutely. All right, uh, R. Hall, one of our favorites over there on the vault. He's got questions. 
how soon would this OL silent commit commit? So remember in our interview and another reason you need to be following along on UGA Sports, Kirby Smart sat down with Fletcher Westfall at the end of his uh, official visit and said, hey, we're taking five. We have three committed. He said two public, one silent. So that's Kirby Smart telling a kid in his office, hey, we got a silent commit um, that, that, you know, is going to go public at some point. So the question is how soon will this OL silent commit commit? I, without saying a name, I can tell you within the first 10 days of July, you're going to know, I think, not just this silent commit. I think you're going to know the entirety of Georgia's offensive line class in the class of 2024. I think it'll be done uh, by July 10th over with. So I think that's kind of the case there. Um, I mentioned five silent commits. Trent, you know, we we hear guys that have expressed when, – when we talk about silent commit, we're talking about guys that have given the, the coaches, hey, the wink and the nod, hey, Georgia's the place I want to be. But, you know, those things are tricky because as we saw with Joseph, Joseph Phillips, that, that kind of stuff can change in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, it changes on both ends. I mean, you, you can be a silent commit. You can wait a long time, and you, you get shuffled down that board, and, uh, and you know, the, the coaches stuff never, no longer, you know, considers you a silent commit because you had never gone public. So uh, it works both ways. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, there's going to be several, uh, maybe two or three of those silent commits come uh, public, maybe within, you know, like you're talking about the first 10 days of July. It very well could happen. And um, we'll see uh, that, who those are. So um, I, I think, um, you know, I, I don't, you know, we talk about silent commits all the time. And, you know, I really don't look at silent commits as anything other than, you know, top targets. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's, there is some guys that I think that are saving for a date, and you know we we've kind of discussed that. There's a difference in you know waiting for a specific date and then just considering yourself a silent uh, commit and wanting to take all five of your officials because we've had silent commits come on before. Oh, but we were taking our other four officials, and it ends up being a silent commit to the next school the next week. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know we we take it for what they are, but I do think you're going to see a couple of those silent commits go public um, to Georgia here pretty soon. Yeah, Jed and Jordan makes a good point. Somebody could be a silent commit to multiple schools. <laughs> so just because we're hearing it doesn't mean they haven't said the, the same to another staff because by nature it's not public. So I guess that's uh, that's kind of the double-edged sword with that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that could be, you know, it could be something as simple as a kid just wanting wanting to please everybody, you know. I mean, it's, it's nothing – you know, nothing necessarily necessarily nefarious. It's just, hey, a, a kid likes telling people what they want to hear. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, even when you go public, it, it, it's there's still a lot of, you know, whether it's moving parts or whatever. But, but yes, definitely a big difference between silent and public. And, you know, there's still some out there. And like you said, Blaine, I think, and, and we've kind of been alluding to it for a while, that first week, 10, two weeks, 10 days, two weeks in July is you're going to see a lot of movement once guys have wrapped up official visits because guys want to get the officials in and they also want to get, you want, they want to get things done before the season starts. So that early part of July, I think is when you're going to see a lot of movement. Andy Stowe asks, how did Florida convince uh, Makai Borio to commit to them over Georgia? Is it early PT? Seems like any D lineman would want to be at Georgia. Is this over 
one, I, like Trent said, I, and Jed has also said, I don't necessarily think it's over. I think that, that this could be uh, – he, he could be a guy that they recruit, you know, going forward until signing day. It's never really over till it's over, right, on that on that end. But, Trent, I mean, how do you think uh, – was it just the, the longer – now, I, it's, it's kind of tricky to say longer relationship because Georgia was his first ever offer when he was a freshman, but I think Florida was more consistent in their relationship with him. Would that be accurate? Yeah, and I think the relate from a relationship standpoint, he had a good relationship with Florida's, uh, you know, defense staff. But uh, I think there's a, a lot, a lot to it. You know, they're they're, you know, I'm not saying exactly what it is, but I've seen I've seen defense linemen over the past that, uh, you know, they Georgia has a restriction. Of, uh, hey, we we want you to come in as this, and, and you know, the guy's 390 pounds, and they might want him to come in at 350, and he's just he's not comfortable with that. And I'm not saying that's exactly what it is, but I'm just saying he might be more comfortable with Florida's pitch overall. Um, and, and maybe there there is an opportunity of early playing time more at Florida, but. Um, I do, I do think you know he, he just was more comfortable with what Florida was pitching over there than what Georgia was at this time. Jed, you talked to him. What's your insight on it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think when I spoke to him, he seemed, um, you know, he seemed confident in Georgia's pitch. You know, the word he used was, "Hey, they've had success with big guys like me. I wouldn't be an experiment there. I, I they have a plan. They know how to get me to the NFL. So obviously, that had." There, there was reason for optimism on Georgia's side, but I think when he really sat down about it, like you said, Trent, just Florida was more consistent. They made him a priority longer, and that—that I mean, that means something. This kids. it's all about relationships, right? And and you can say Trey Scott was his first offer and everything. That's great, but but when Florida has prioritized you maybe for a little longer, that's the kind of stuff that means something to these kids when it really comes down to the nitty gritty. So. Um, Georgia gave it a shot. I, like you said, Blaine, I don't think they're going to stop recruiting him for the, for the next six months, but, um, you know, they, they gave it a shot and they got him on campus late and, uh, and it, and, and they missed. So they'll have to look elsewhere. Namdi Agboko from North Carolina, a zero tech is going to take an official visit this weekend. So, um, the, the search for the, for the next Jordan Davis, Jamal Jarrett continues. The next Wide backside to line up over there. That's what the coach, you know, Don and me that's what you're looking for. You're looking for a guy with a a, a wide backside over there. Uh, so now, guys, we have a question from Big Dog here. Uh, what are the latest updates on Justin Scott, Daniel Calhoun, and does Joseph Janae Ajanye have a commitment date? Thanks, and uh, thank you, Big Dog, for writing in. Joseph Janae Johnny was on our show. I think it would be reasonable to say that a decision could come very soon after he's completed official visits, Jed. And I think Georgia is his last official visit this weekend, is it not? Yeah, it is. And and I alluded to this on the board yesterday. He took an official visit to Oklahoma this week, this past past weekend, while he was in Oklahoma. Two of our guys at our at our Oklahoma site put in future casts for Georgia. So not common. Um, no, it's not. And so, um, and and uh, one of our guys from the Texas site did the same. Obviously, Joseph is from Texas, so um, things are are definitely trending in Georgia's direction. Um, he is definitely a guy that we would be looking at that could maybe pop while he's in Athens or in the early part of next week. So, I mean, he he, I, I told one of the Oklahoma guys this. He seemed like he was about two seconds from committing to Georgia live on air last week. So. Um, that's one George is trending uh, with, but as far as a set date, I mean, I don't, I don't, 
believe there is one. So, I mean, can I, I don't think there will be one, honestly. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I think it's just going to it's just going to happen probably. Trent, what uh, what's what's your thoughts on the latest on Justin Scott and Daniel Calhoun? I think Georgia still sits in a, in a great spot for Justin Scott, even after uh, you know. I think is he taking an official visit this coming weekend? Um, he took one of he Miami. At, he's been at Michigan. He's been at Miami. Is he taking one to Notre Dame? Or last I talked to him, there wasn't one set to Notre Dame. He was talking maybe doing it in the fall. I think Notre Dame's faded, uh, you know, a good bit since the. Uh, the early early 2023 hype that they had around um, them, but I still like what Georgia sits for Jessica. I think you know you're going to have to to keep off those uh, northern schools, and I think Miami was considered a big threat, but um, I think I think Georgia sits in a very good position. Uh, I, I would say they're you know Georgia's one of the top two uh, that he would be choosing from at this point. Um, same with Daniel Calhoun. Uh, I know Alabama made a big impact on him. Uh, you know Georgia's felt very good after their official visit. So I think it's just this is going to come down uh, to relationships with staff, relationships with commits. And, um, uh, you know, I think that'll be a big thing for Calhoun. So we'll see uh, if early playing time is a big factor. Uh, you know, Alabama was pitching that. But we'll, we'll see what happens. And we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out sooner rather than later when it comes to Calhoun. And easily, easily's moved his up to the eighth. I think Calhoun's going to be around the seventh. So, uh, and you know, Nyer Daniels tells me he's going to be on the sixth. So that's what I'm saying. There could be, you know, and then we know Casey, Casey Poe is going to try to decide as soon as he gets done with his, I mean, there's so many Callaway's of those offenses. June 30th, right there at the yeah, end. Callaway's yeah. June 30th. That's what I'm telling you. This offensive line is, is going to wrap up in a hurry. <laughs> I was just talking about specifically oh, the, the big guys offensive line. I mean, there, there's, there's four or five offensive linemen. They're all going to commit in that time period. And, and uh, I think Georgia's going to get their their fair share of them. Um, the way things. Scott, you know, from the times I've talked with him, he seems like a very, like, thoughtful, I, I guess, young man. And, and, you know, coming out of Miami, it's they do official visits well there. And I think it's natural that they would have a lot of momentum coming out of it. But I think, you know, Justin seems like the type to, you know, he's making the pros and cons lists and, and that all thing. So I think – if I was Georgia, I would like where I sit from that standpoint, just when you take the 10,000-foot view and say, okay, Georgia's got the relationships. He's got the family in Georgia. He's, they've obviously got the development, all that kind of stuff. So if I was was Trey Scott, I would like where I was where, – or I sit with Justin Scott. Obviously, still could go to Miami, still could go to Michigan, whatever, but I would like where I was sitting if I was Georgia right now. Now – Talking about the official visit weekend coming up, just real quickly, the two biggest names uh, that that Georgia probably has the most momentum with. We talked about Joseph Janae Janye, his teammate Justin Williams will also be in. You know he's going to be a big priority, five star inside linebacker. Um, after Georgia has missed out on a couple inside linebackers here lately, uh, a name that's very intriguing, DeAndre Robinson, defensive lineman that they've been you know recruiting uh, for a good while. Charles Lester is gonna is gonna uh, come in for a a official visit. We don't know if Jamonta uh, Waller or Edwin Spillman are gonna come in uh, or not. I think Spillman's still gonna come in, but Jamonta Waller, while we were on the show, guys, just committed to Florida, so Florida stays red hot on the recruiting trail while we while we're even while we're talking. So hey, you got to give Billy Napier credit; he's going out after things. But my question is. Does Florida hold on to this June momentum 
when it comes October or November because I think we're all on the same page of thinking that Florida is just not going to be a very good football team this year. I, I mentioned this at this time last year with Tennessee and Florida because they both had a lot of momentum coming out of June um, on the recruiting trail. I think Georgia was sitting behind both of those schools um, in, in the class rankings, not that they are this year, but – uh, and I said, J- just wait till the season. A lot plays out in the fall, and it, it did just that. You saw some flips. You saw some, uh, you know, it- even some rankings can change. But those, um, it, the, you know, that momentum, you know, kind of faded when they hit September. So you could see that again, especially I think Tennessee could have a better year, but I think Florida is going to struggle um, with that schedule and, and uh, you know, with the, with the, the, the young team that they're going to have. I think they're going to, you know, I think they're going to struggle. So, We'll see if that carries over, and I, you know, I, it, I, you know, a lot of people say it, it doesn't. Um, I guess a recruit doesn't go somewhere because of what's happening on the field, but they also watching, uh, you know, the momentum of a program and as a whole. And when you see the momentum of a program, you know, with a coach that's been there a couple of years, and you know, it start trending downwards, then that that does, you know, make an impact with a recruit. Jed, also Christian Clark is coming in, uh, running back uh, out of Arizona. Seems for all the world that it's, uh, okay, who wants to jump on board first type deal between Nate Frazier and Christian Clark, uh, two really talented guys. Of course, Nate Frazier is probably the type of guy that if he wants in, he's going get to a, get a spot in, in there. But Christian Clark is a very highly talented running back in his own right. Yeah, and when I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe three running backs – We've, we've said it several times it's it's the right three running backs right and when you've got the two on board it's christian clark it's um nate frazier and then theoretically taylor tatum although i think he's probably bound elsewhere so it, it's it's those two or three guys that have really kind of emerged as the targets as they try to fill out that running back room so um big visit with christian clark obviously nate frazier's got an official coming up in the fall um at some point so that's one that'll fill out the list. Um, you know, you look down this thing, it's, like I mentioned, Namdiak Boko's defensive lineman coming in, Ori Williams, a defensive or offensive lineman from Texas is coming in. Um, so, Uni. Yeah. there And Charles Lester, you know, Charles Lester is an interesting one because he's he's been considered a Florida State lean for so long, but it's always kind of noteworthy when, when Kirby Smart and company get the last official visit for a defensive back. So, uh, we'll see. I'm not not saying that you know, Charles Lester, you know, is is an imminent Georgia commit this weekend or anything, but that's always a situation to monitor. So, uh, definitely another talented group of guys uh, coming in to wrap up the month or two. Yeah, Christopher Jackson from Tucker, he's going to be in town as well. Christopher Jackson, I actually spoke with him earlier. He is not. Oh, he's going this weekend. Okay, he, this is why you watch. This is why this you watch. Why you watch, right? Uh, this is why you watch, and this is why you uh, come on. And Roddy tells you to be on. Uh, he. <laughs> So Christopher Jackson, basically, he told me his recruitment, obviously, as we all remember, blew up in November. And he, he had kind of floated an early August commitment timeline, but he, he basically wants to see more places. So he's officially visiting Georgia Tech this weekend. Georgia will get one of the last officials in the fall. Alabama's going to get one. Oklahoma's going to get one. And, and we're looking at kind of a late November uh, commitment timeline now. So no, no uh, you know, drop off momentum or whatever with Georgia. It's just that he's pushing things back because he's still got things he wants to see in this commitment. But Georgia's still uh, 
very much in the thick of it for uh, Christopher Jackson. You know, speaking on the running backs, and, uh, you know, I think we're going to look back maybe in the fall or, you know, in the winter and look at say how big that unofficial visit of getting Nate Frazier on campus in June was because it wasn't an official visit. It was, you know, he had several official visits scheduled, but having, uh, you know, Georgia going out and getting him on campus for an unofficial visit, you know, kind of leveled the playing field with the other teams that he was taking an official visit with. And, and you know, Georgia could, it, it, you know, if they had the opportunity, they could close the door when he official visits in the fall. Absolutely. Guys, uh, this is why you watch Rumors versus Facts. You learn new breaking information. You get to hear from recruits and commits themselves. Like we had Tay Harris on with us, the newest commit to the Georgia Bulldogs in the class of 2025, Cedartown High School, a guy who's going to play safety at Georgia, we found out on this show, even though he's played corner at Cedar Cedartown, and that is really because he will knock your head off in similar fashion of Javon Buller. Go watch that guy's film. He's going to skyrocket up the rankings because Jed's going to log off here and go bump him up higher because that's how Jed – does with the the rivals rankings all of them run through uh madison county and jed may over there that's that's how how it goes so we appreciate all of you guys tuning in if you like this content please hit that thumbs up button it really helps us it helps the the analytics all that kind of stuff so hit the thumbs up everybody in here we see all you guys uh andy stowe frederick uh master mj 911 we got all you guys in here uh, reduce fly all of you guys in here, Bobby, appreciate everybody tuning in. Hit the like button, subscribe. We're getting close to 37,000 subs, and we appreciate you guys. And then make sure to check out Julie's Bookkeeping, juliethebookkeeper.com, or go to godogs.juliethebookkeeper.com to schedule your 30-minute consultation today. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back live next Monday night as Georgia wraps up a official visit period here in the month of June. So, Appreciate all of you, and we'll catch you next time on UGA Sports, Rumors versus Facts. <laughs>